Welcome to The Teacher's Story. I'm Jackie Scully. This is a podcast to elevate teacher voice. In this program, you will hear teachers sharing their journey into this profession and their ideas for education. I'm kicking it off Teacher Appreciation Week, which starts May 2nd. This is about honest, vulnerable, inspiring storytelling. It's a time and a space for teachers to share their ideas for the future of education. Teachers are beautiful beings who give their heart and soul to their community. They're innovators, they're inspirational, not only to children, but to the people around them. And they deserve to share their voice. So welcome to The Teacher's Story, enjoy. Hi, welcome to The Teacher's Story. I'm Jackie Scully, and today we have Sally Palmer and Hope Glecker with us. We are the founders of The Teacher Circle, a new LinkedIn group. We're really excited. We're here to support teachers, anyone in education, and also welcome people to our community that want to support teachers and the education system. Um, before we get started, we're going to interview Hope, Hope about her background, but Sally Palmer was on the teacher story a little bit uh, back in episode six called The Nature Brain, and she shared about her background and all of her ideas for uh, nature education, and she had a lot of great passion to share in her story, so if you want to listen to Sally's story, it's episode six, The Nature Brain, that will be uh, linked in the show notes. We also want to congratulate Sally. She just got a new role as a director and teacher in a new school. So congratulations. So thank you. Thank you for coming back on Sally. And uh, we will be hearing more from her towards the end of our interview after we learn a little bit more about Hope. So welcome, Hope. Hi, thank you for this opportunity. Uh, Congratulations to Sally. I look forward to being part of this community, to being part of what is happening positively in the world of education. I have been in education for many years, and it's a joy to still be an educator. Wonderful. We are so happy to have you here and also to work with you in the teacher circle. I'm so excited for this um, group on LinkedIn. So for my first question, What was your inspiration to get into education? Anything from your childhood or early adult years? So it's very ironic that I got into education by accident. I actually took my first education class in college because a friend of mine was studying teaching. She was the education major. And she's like, oh, let's just take an elective together. And, And she said, I need to take an education course. And I was fine, fine, I'm open to it. I need to fill a class. And we went together, took the class. And I had a professor who never called on me in class. Never. I would be like, hi. And and my friend would sit right next to me and get called on. I was like, okay, something's clearly happening. (laughs) Uh, And then, but I was very determined then also to not let that ruin my experience. So fast forward, we finished school. I went into education and she went into retail. So we totally, she was like, I I get great, went through it, got the certification, not, not what I'm going to do. And she went into a totally different field and I have stayed with it. And we joke about that. And and that picture in my mind of that college professor acting like I wasn't there Mm. was made me committed to, I will be the antithesis Mm. of that teacher. Because growing up, I have very fond memories of most of my teachers. I mean, we all have a teacher who was like, yeah, okay. They were okay, but I have my fifth grade teacher, um, the story she read to us, the little prince, 
Mm. I love that story. I have read that story multiple times. When I graduated college, the college gave each graduate a copy of the book. Oh my God, I read this book when I was in fifth grade. And then I realized that book was read to us Mm. as fifth graders. And then when I read it for myself, totally different. Mm. And it re- that also spawned for me, you reread something at different times in yeah. your life yeah. and you interpret it differently. You feel it differently. And yesterday was my birthday and my- Happy kids- birthday. Thank you. Thank you. So many celebrations. <laughs> yes. My kids got me um, personalized sneakers with images of the little prince on them. I was like, oh, oh. oh. But it's like, that's how heartfelt it just, um, they get it. They get it. And I think that's what keeps me being in education. Yeah. I love it. I want to help people be like, I got it. I love it. This, this is my, you know, heart point. Yeah. And I think that what you experienced, I think that's such a neat way that you came into education where you're like, well, I'm just going to try class out and see if I like it. But I think it kind of was the same for me, at least in high school, where maybe a professor or I had a teacher that didn't believe in you or didn't recognize you. And you're like, I'm going to prove you wrong. That becomes your motivation. Sally had the same experience when she was in school and she shares that in her episode six and early on in that episode. So it's interesting. We all have kind of these same experiences, but at different stages of our life, but that is what motivated us to say, no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it really well. And I'm going to be committed to it. So that's a really great message. And I love that idea of the book coming back, keep coming back. And now it's part of your sneakers. And I've had parents who have said to me, um, oh, like, why are you teaching Alice in Wonderland in eighth grade? Mm. I mean, this really happened. Why are you teaching Alice in Wonderland to eighth graders? They know that story. And I said, they know the movie of it or the Disney version. I said, mm. we're reading the book, like the go, go see the thick book I want you to get <laughs> for this class. And we're reading it as a class. And they're going to listen to me read it. They're going to read it out loud. We're going to do projects. And as it evolved at the end, they were like, I didn't even know that much about the book. That's what parents mm-hmm. were saying. Mm-hmm. Like my kid was coming home. Can we read it? Can we read it? We're making chess boards with Dr. Blecker. Oh my gosh, I'm learning how to play chess. She's yeah. like, why did you pick chess? Mm-hmm. I was like, because that's integral to part of the story mm-hmm. if you look at it from a different lens. Mm-hmm. That's great. I love that. And kind of that goes into my next question. Uh, any early experiences in teaching or in education where you had aha moments, you had, you want to share any challenges, any learning growth moments that you had as a uh, younger teacher? So as a younger teacher, I realized that early on, um, someone had said to me, we didn't, when I was began teaching, we did not have formal mentor programs. Mm. So you, there was someone I began teaching in a high school. And the next teacher next door was like, oh, you're new. I'll be your buddy, thankfully. Mm -hmm. And she said to me, Hope, the custodian is your best friend. They watch you. If you're parked somewhere, they are your best friend. Do not treat them like they work for you. And that was such valuable information because there were times over the course of my career from teacher to administrator to teacher to coach, all the different things where you're in the building late, you're part or in a part of a big building you're not familiar with, or you forget something in your classroom. Mm-hmm. And it's like, can you, can you help me? Can, and, and 
I had a custodian who stopped by one day when I was an administrator and said, you call me by my first name. Like I'm your friend. And I was like, mm. but you are, mm-hmm. like, we mm-hmm. see each other. We say, hello. It's like, yeah. you're a person. I was like, wow. Wow. Like you, you're, you're a person like Jackie, that sweatshirt, like you're humankind. We're yeah. here. We're, yeah. we're yeah. so I think that was something that really stuck with me is mm. you, you greet everybody. You smile, you say hi, if it's appropriate for the culture of the school, it's first name. Um, And I think the other thing that I received that was good advice was if you can go back to school to get multiple certifications, obtain them because you never know Mm -hmm. what the enrollment will be. Mm -hmm. So rather than have a knee jerk reaction, be prepared. And I have multiple certifications that have, I have used at different stages because fluctuations in populations changed the Will you have a job? Will you not have a job? And you Mm -hmm. want to feel that you are prepared ahead of time. Mm -hmm. And I think the last thing that people tell me that I've learned is hope you have so many ideas. Like you you have to turn off that brain (laughs) (laughs) because we don't know where you're going with it. And I was like, but trust me, I'm going like I'm going someplace. I'm not just going like on a wild goose chase. And over time, as people Mm -hmm. have gotten to know me, they're like, oh my gosh, like that creativity goes, but it doesn't spiral. Like there is an end. I know the end. I mean, I want to tell you because I want you to come with me. Mm-hmm. But for some people, they want to know where are you taking me? Mm, I love that. Um, but I, you know, so I think that's, you know, my creativity as is something that I embrace. Other people, you know, see it as, oh my gosh, it's like a challenge. No, it's not a challenge to yeah. work with me if you come along for the ride. I love that. And the two points um, that just came out of, you know, that part uh, you're sharing is I love this idea of connecting with all people in the community, especially when you're a new teacher, but anytime you're just a new teacher to a new school, like I've been in like five different schools, you want to connect with everyone. And I think having respect for all the members of the community, uh, I see that in my school, everyone connects with the, the custodians, with security, with you know, um, the people who work at the front desk and we're all doing this work together and people wanna be recognized as human beings, but that definitely helps you when you're new as a teacher, new in a school, because those people will remember you and they will help you out. And I think the beauty of being in the education system, it's all about community. Why we wanted to start the teacher circle. It's all about community. I love working with people, you know, that's why I went into it. And so I think that's a great message and the creativity you part. You do with authenticity. Yes. I mean, Jackie, I can hear it in your voice. You do with authenticity. You don't just do it because, oh, they said to say hello to everybody. So I'll say hello. That's right. not what it's about. It's about saying, hi, how are you? Or hi, Pat. Hi, Jackie. And you might keep walking, but you've, you've personalized it. And you're like, that may be the smile that starts someone's day. Yeah, Absolutely. And everyone has an important role. It doesn't matter what their job is. Everyone is making that school run. And what I always love seeing is that the custodians in our school are very much connected with the students and the students say hi to them. And they, they are all seeing each other as part of this whole, you know, ecosystem, you know, and we're all helping it grow and get better. And so you have to recognize every member of the community and something I've talked about before on the, on the show is that it can't be top down. It can't just be 
you know, superintendent, principal, teacher, all, all the way down. We are a team and we're all doing this work together. And I think if we greet each other that way, we go to different members of our community and ask for help. We give, you know, we recognize the work they're doing and we give that respect. It feels so much nicer, you know, like it just feels like a better place to do, to do this work. And it's interesting that you say that because I was new in a district when it was around the 10th anniversary of 9-11. Mm-hmm. And I said, we, what are we doing for it? Right. And they said, well, the town is doing, I was like, but the kids are in school. Like, what are we, what are we doing for it that, that we will connect with the community? And I was brand new, came in that summer. So I was mm-hmm. like, okay, tread carefully. I'll plot it out. I'll figure it out. And um, I came up with a few suggestions and a few ideas to reach out to the community to participate with us. And, mm. and then asked like the art teacher. And I asked the phys ed, different people who are not typically involved in when there's an assembly and things like that. Like the, mm. the specialists are part of it because of schedule change or because of some, you know, there's an art day or, but not, it wasn't um, part of the culture yet to reach out to all the different teachers, specialty mm-hmm. teachers. And then I did. And over the years, what happened is the mayor and the veterans started coming to the ceremony at the school. People said, well, how did you ever get that to start? And Jackie, it goes to what you said. I asked people like in person, made the mm-hmm. phone call, not an email, not, you know, I was like, hi, can I meet with you? Here's an idea. Will you be part of it? And many, mm-hmm. many of them said, no one's asked me before. It's not that I didn't want to. Yeah. Yep. No one asked me. So I thought I didn't have a place in it. Mm, mm-hmm, and I was like, come mm-hmm. on, now you're part of it. And yeah, now, the, and yeah. now, and it went from being like you're saying admin principal oriented to now let the, now let the students make mm-hmm. it theirs. Mm-hmm, now mm-hmm. we, we've provided an example, not because we were the best, but we set out the parameters. Here's where it has to be safety wise. Here's where it's going to be. We, you know, here's the student voice. We went from um, the music teacher singing like some of the songs. Come mm-hmm. on, students. Now it's your turn. And we, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it became such a beautiful yeah. um, ceremony. And not just for that, but then we continued it during the year with different people buying in. Yeah, yeah. Because and it became a community, a circle. A circle, like the teacher circle. And I think yeah. it's so important to bring community into the school. And students really enjoy that because they see they're part of something bigger than the building that they're in. And that community can serve your school and you can serve the community. Again, that expands the whole ecosystem and the relationship. Something I would like to do more. um, One thing we're going to work on as a goal in my school is sustainability. And I was thinking of how cool would it be to have a school garden, but not just a school garden where we're growing just whatever different plants. But what if we worked with um, the like Native American group, the Lenape in our area, there is a group that works with like farming and sustainability, brought them in as maybe guest speakers, taught us about the land, taught us about how they take care of the land, the types of crops that naturally grow here, and then brought that to like a garden. And now we're also connecting to a community, an indigenous community, right? That yes. was here first. So now you're also bringing in history and culture it could be such a beautiful relationship. And then the students could be like, wow, you know, we're so much more than just in this building. And I'm learning so much more about the area where I live. And this is what teachers do. And going back to like your creativity point, 
Teachers literally think outside the box all the time. And it's when they're feeling in the box or stifled and they're not given a lot of room to grow or a lot of you know, initiatives to maybe start different programs is when they feel kind of stale. But when teachers have some space and room to be creative, come up with new ideas, connect with communities, start this program that you had at the school by bringing the community in for 9-11 and then it grew to other events. We feel energized. We feel that we have a place not only in the school, but we have a place in our community and in society. And we're doing so much more than just teaching a singular lesson, right? Um, Teachers are really special people because I don't think a lot of people think like that. Like, I don't, I know we might drive our families crazy. I, that's oh, why the, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that's why the teacher circle is also really important because we cannot take all of this energy and just dump it on our families that just are not, maybe they're not in that field. They don't get it. It's a they lot, don't get it. it's a lot of energy and we just have special minds. Like, I, I mean, I really believe so because we do think outside the box on a regular basis. And the yeah. irony to that is that everything that we do, if you think of most schools, they're a square or a rectangle, they're a boxy shape. Mm-hmm. And if you think of our lesson plan books, it's a boxy shape or a mm-hmm. Google diet, you're still filling in a square, you're filling in a calendar, yet so much of what we do is a circle or somebody um, mm-hmm. said, it's like a slinky. Your mind is like a slinky hope. It goes up and it goes down and it goes up and it goes down and you connect ideas from a year ago to something. Oh my gosh, I remember. And you spiral. I said, it doesn't spiral like up and, and, and like, where the heck is it going? It's, I thought slinky was a good, yep. I'm going up the stairs, down the stairs, whatever way it can go, Mm -hmm. because there are different things to connect. Now there are Mm -hmm. some people who are very linear, but that's Mm -hmm. not a bad thing. It's, Mm -hmm. There's a, let's connect all of those different ways of thinking and look at it as in harmony rather than battling. Yeah, and I think absolutely. that's what makes it special. Mm-hmm. We'll make room, come in, mm-hmm. you know, and come in, you, you're, there's validity in your approach and we do it respectfully. And that's another thing of becoming a community. Yeah. I don't, it's not, is it your way or my way? It's let's blend them. Yeah. And I think that whole concept of linear is really interesting because I think before when I was especially a, a younger teacher, you look at the calendar September to June, you look at all the things you have to do in your curriculum, all the you know units you have to cover, assessments, whatnot, it feels very linear. But when you really look at that deeper work you do as an educator within your classroom, within the school, then the outside community, it is very much this cycle and it's yes. constantly alive and it's constantly moving in different directions. And that's why I have stated it and I love it because it's it's never just like, okay, check this box, got to that point. It's like I something might, something new might happen today. I don't know what it's going to be. It's very exciting. It's challenging and exhausting work, but it's really exciting to see how this whole ecosystem grows and like kind of is alive at all times. And I don't know, it's just a really unique field. And I think we need to honor that more because a lot of people don't really go back and reflect on what this work truly is, you know? Yes. Um, And I, I will say it is not like that in every school or every situation. And I think I will say people are right if they need to find another school or find another work situation. 
I am very fortunate in the places I've been. Um, and I have had friends and seen other people in places where maybe they don't have as much room for creativity or for growth. But this is what I would love to promote in schools too. So later on, when we talk more about why we started the teacher circle and just some little you know, preview of ideas we're gonna share in another episode. Um, I think we can promote a lot of what should be in schools and what helps the schools to really function well and to grow and to keep really good educators there. Uh, I think that we have a lot of ideas to share about that, so. And I, and I appreciate the opportunity because I firmly remember my first day as a teacher mm -hmm. and I was a teacher and then I was in a, um, worked as an ESL teacher and then I was um, co-teaching and I had my own classroom and then I was part of a bilingual program and then I was a teacher of students with disabilities and then I was a literacy coach. So those all, none of those have ever been absent from what I've done as I've done different things. They, and, and they're, you know, whether we're calling it reflection, whether that's my background knowledge or, it's, you know, my, my Mary Poppins suitcase that I, you know, <laughs> um, I think that those experiences that are beholden in a very heartfelt way or ones you want to shake off and dust off your shoulder inform you in what you're going to do next. And mm -hmm. what we're doing with this circle is taking that and saying, we're going to keep that circle positive. Mm -hmm. We are here, we will listen. Mm -hmm. And I've worn the administrator hat. Yeah. This is how you have a great idea and how you might want to present it to the principal. There are different approaches. Sometimes it's an email, sometimes it's a phone call, sometimes it's walking in with your, their favorite cup of coffee and saying, hi, good morning, can I have a few minutes of your time? Um, so, and there are different ways to get the message across. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes it's, sure, Hope, if this means that much to you, prepare a presentation for the board because you are presenting it. Mm -hmm. And you have to be ready that if it really is that important to you, you're following it through, you're not voicing it and saying now it's on someone else's plate. We do a lot as teachers. We have so much on our plates in a good way because we have these ideas. It's our energy. Someone said hope, like those ideas that you bring to fruition are like your dopamine. <laughs> and one just goes to a next. I was like, you're right. It's like putting those paper chains together. Let's just keep that. Let's just keep going, keep going, keep going. And sometimes our families are like, oh my gosh, mom, like stop. Like, where is this? Where are you going with this? And other times my family has hopped right in. Yeah, that's wonderful. So, um, I love that you have that role, uh, multiple roles um, as administrator, teacher, all of these different hats that you've worn, because I think you can give a lot of experience to this group. And kind of going into my next question before then we share the ideas and we bring Sally back in to talk about our ideas for the teacher circle. Um, I'm interested to learn about well, A, what was your role during the time of the pandemic? So over the last two years, I mean, we're still in a pandemic, but really those last two years where we were going through a lot of COVID protocol, what was your role? And in that role, um, what did you, you know, again, learn from this time? What are takeaways that we can bring into the future? Because I really do see that there's so much learning from it. There's a lot of obviously challenges and frustration, but we could definitely take a lot from this time period. Um, into the future of education? So thank you for the question about what I learned and giving me the opportunity to share it out. In the, at the time of the pandemic, I was an administrator and I was a teacher. 
So I worked for a program in New Jersey with the adult education for English language learners. And we were on location in our classrooms. And that was a night school program. And then during the day, I was working as an administrator, as a teacher. So at the same building, <laughs> um, I was wearing the multiple hats, much like Sally will wear. So it was interesting as it was, oh, something's going to, you know, in February, oh, we're watching what's mm -hmm. ha happening with health and how it may impact our teaching. Because it was the first time we were worried about that as administrators. Like, what, what are we watching the news we watch the news, but like it's impacting us immediately. Like we have to get ready. So that, and we have to acknowledge that some of us are scared as adults, but we needed to wear the smile when we walked in the classroom when I had my teacher hat on of not scaring the student. So it was very much in my mind of when I'm with the adults, we can be oh my gosh, like we're nervous. What are we doing? Who in your, who in your family has this kind of illness? Who's not feeling well? And then seeing students like, hi, how was your day? How, you know, good morning. So it was very up and down um, emotionally. And I don't think we realized it so much until the months went on. So many decisions at lightning speed. So I think from mm -hmm. the pandemic, we've, I've learned, and I, I think, people in my cohort have learned that sometimes you have the best emergency plans and those are like out the door because there are things that we realized we no longer had any input into and any control over. Like we were making decisions at lightning speed. The other thing that the pandemic really brought to a forefront was how many people had Wi-Fi at home that multiple people could be on devices at the same time learning. There were big assumptions that were happening Oh, everybody has it because everybody has a cell phone. No, I might have a cell phone. That doesn't mean I have a laptop at home. Doesn't mean I have a device to learn on. So from a student perspective that um, and a family perspective, that was a big economic curve that came out of the pandemic. One of the positives I would say that eventually emerged was how much people were also ready to help each other. Mm -hmm. Like, oh my gosh, who has someone who doesn't feel well? What can we bring you? Can we bring you food? Can we help you out? Can even, even though it became distanced, like, you know, you're not hugging and physical, how did we still want to come as a community to help? What other ways can we honor people? And how quickly, I don't want to say we always did the best job, but how quickly we adapted to the use of Zoom, to the use of technology. The downside of that was that it often became you taught yourself and you were winging it. And if it worked, it worked. If it didn't, it, it didn't. And that became stressful for the students, for the adults as teachers, for the admins, for the people who were like very techie and was like, why don't you just get this? It was like, because I don't speak that language before now. I didn't have to get it. I didn't have to know. <laughs> um, so I think there are so many things. The one thing that I hold to this day, two and a half years going on three years later is when people are still saying learning loss, learning loss, learning loss, and they're putting that pressure back on. There's a learning loss, let's speed it up. There's a learning loss, how can we accelerate learning? That to me has to stop because that's putting a lot of pressure on the teachers and a lot on the students. And your brain can only hold so much. And I think that's a message that we need to calm down. Like, yes, we, we can acknowledge that there was learning loss 
And yes, we want to help people progress, but I don't like when it's attached to the word accelerate Mm -mm. their progress, accelerate. How are we going to make them leap? You're not, we're not, and we're not, and, 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 and by no means Jackie and Sally, am I giving up? It's as humans and mm-hmm. being as our minds, we're asking it to do something that is just going to frustrate us and then have more meltdowns and breakdowns. And we don't want to go there for the adults or the kids. We, that is so unfair. Yeah. And I think you have an interesting, I'm so glad that you shared about being in the administrative role during the pandemic. I've been wanting to have someone come onto the teacher story in that role because we're getting a lot of the teacher's perspective, which that's my mission and that's important. But what about the administrator perspective? I mean, they were the ones making very quick decisions that they didn't have a lot of control over. The government was having, you know, the control really. And so they're just funneling that information and trying the best that they can. And it had to change all the time. And so I do want to give it up to administrators as well. I'm not going to say, again, all of them are, did it perfectly, or there were, you know, teachers that were upset with them, but they had so much weight on their shoulders and so much they had to figure out and probably were working like almost around the clock during some periods of time. Right. And there was no script to follow for them. There was no, there was no script to follow. No, we've had other emergency, you know, um, situations in, and then, you know, like now there's from 9-11, there's different now security protocols from something else. There's different now that we have 10 years, 20 years later that people didn't, we didn't have that before, you know, or, you know, there's a hurricane. Now we're going to get FEMA. Now we're going to get backpacks for kids. Now we're gonna... so as things happen, we develop these protocols or systems or responses to them. But this, there was nothing like nothing. You, you know, it's it's very different the pandemic from chickenpox and a bad case of the flu going around your building or oh third grade has a stomach bug or I hate to say it oh like this glass has lice or you know that's a very different way of handling something that this was so wide reaching. Mm-hmm. And there was no script. So it was those late nights, the, how do we do it? What do we do? And, you know, there are some people who became very short with each other and then they'd go back and say, I'm so sorry. Like it was just one of those moments where I was responding to 30,000 things at the same time. And Mm -hmm. I commend the people who went back to say, I'm sorry, can I lean on you again? And Mm -hmm. and the humanity that came out of it. Yeah. I think there was a lot of leaning on each other and we have to, I think, reflect back on how we were able to support each other as a community as best as we could in a, a crisis that we haven't seen since 1918. And it's still going on. Like this is a longer yes. pandemic. And so we have to realize this is like, un- I know everyone's sick of hearing the word unprecedented, but it really it truly is. And so we, that perspective is important. And I want to, I want to go into this point you made, and then that'll kind of lead us into our teacher circle and ideas that we have. And then we'll come back to Sally as well to share our perspective and ideas for this group. But um, scaling down is gonna be key. And that's something I wanna do this year. Accelerating is not going to produce the results we think it's gonna produce. It's only gonna burn out every single person, the administrators, the teachers and the students. And the learning loss, like you talked about, okay, that happened. And for some grades, it's going to be more extreme than others, but we will be okay. The kids will be okay. What we need to take care of 
is their mental health, our mental health. We've got to take care of our community because we're all isolated. We need to, we need to go and scale down so that we can kind of like rebuild again and, and connect again and, and feel that we care about each other and not just like, we're going to shove more curriculum. We're going to yes. shove more testing. We're going to ramp up the reading or ramp up this because we can't, you know, have this type of loss that that competition is not going to work. And so we need to really focus on what truly matters. Ultimately, we are molding human beings, like to be human beings in society, not robots who are just going to become scientists or lawyers or even teachers or whatever that may be. That old factory model, which we talked about, I talked about with Sally on that episode. We have to truly look at how are we molding, raising children, young adults to be good human beings in the world. And part of that is like actually taking care of them and taking care of ourselves and taking care of our community. So I think we need to just go and scale down, not focus on the whole learning loss and acceleration of everything and focus on community. And that kind of brings us to this place of the teacher circle. So I wanna talk about that a little bit and then we will have much more details about um, our ideas for this community, where we see it going. We would love to then have our members in the community share their ideas as well. Um, And again, I'm gonna link everything in the show notes. So I'll have the teacher circle link there. So for anyone listening to this, you wanna join the teacher circle on LinkedIn. Um, I think it's gonna be a great group. So I'm gonna bring us back over to Sally and just share any ideas that you have for the group or like how we came to creating this and what you think this would, how this will benefit teachers or anyone in education. So, you know, I'm listening to, to this and what you all were saying about the children and the Excel trying to accelerate, accelerate. And you remember, we, we talked about that a little bit about meeting people where they are, meeting children where they are, meeting families where they are. And I think that that's a really important thing is going back to, like you said, meet them where they are emotionally rather than trying to push everything, all the education that they that we feel like they've missed, bring that back in. But tying into that, shouldn't we be meeting each other where we are too? Meeting the staff. And I think that will be an important thing for this group that we can all bring each other together and meet each other emotionally where we, where we left off too. Because the last couple of years was so difficult and then so bringing that in, I think it's going to be a, it's going to be a big thing because we have a lot of people new coming in that have been very stressed over the last year. So also not just the experienced teachers, but the new ones. And I think this could be a great support for them. Yeah, thank you so much, Sally. I think what we just talked about with scaling things down and being there for the students and building community, but we got to do that for the teachers as well. Mm-hmm. And you, you can't, you know. Um, really push education where you want it to go if you don't take care of your teachers. And you can take care of your teachers if you come together as a community. We can't just wait around for the government or even like, you know, this new way of having a schedule or this new way of doing school. And now it's all going to be great. And now we're all going to be happy. I really see us fixing things internally and having that reverberating, like the ripple effect I talk about on LinkedIn, and then those changes over time will happen. Will it be perfect everywhere? No, and I, I will recognize right. 
everyone's in a different situation and they might have more challenges against them than some other places. But if we come together as a community and we can share our concerns, but be solution oriented by trying to come up with solutions for each other and then sharing ideas, sharing resources, sharing our stories and feeling like, wow, there are so many other great people in education that really care. Yes, I agree 100%. And I think that's, I think that's really, well, and if when you and I talked, when Hope and I talked and we all talked together, that was what we came up with was the fact that, okay, we could support each other when we talked about, because we were all came from different places and we wanted to build, but we had similar ideas. And we said, and that's how we came up with this was, you know what, we could all be supporting each other and helping each other. And why not take this out larger? And Sally, I remember when we were speaking and you mentioned about the water and how that was a concern and the daycare centers mm-hmm. and getting accredited, accredited and, you know, passing these different layers of, um, you know, um, markings of quality. And yes. I remember getting off of that Zoom thinking, that's something I, I had never thought of that as something to be concerned about, like here where mm-hmm. I am. I mean, I remember, yes, we had bottled water. And now in many schools that I've been in, the water fountains no longer work. You have your own water or, or the water fountain works, not that you can drink from, you have to put a bottle under it, things, you know, things like that, that right. has changed. Um, but yes. never in terms of the quality of the water impacting, can you have a daycare center at your house? How do you do this? How do you do that? Mm-hmm. So I think as part of this circle, it will open our eyes to different situations that people face in their teacher educator journey and what we're going through. Wow. Like I didn't, I don't, I don't have to deal with that. And I don't mean that in a negative, that just never on my yes. radar. Exactly. But open that awareness will open a conversation. No, and you're right. And that was something we were dealing with here before the pandemic. I know once the pandemic came, they shut down all the water fountains because you didn't want the communal drinking. And But we were dealing with that already. We had already shut all of ours down and had to make sure that the kids had bottled water or, or other ways to get water. And then we were also serving as, as a center for getting things out to families. Often we had pallets of water sitting in the building so people could come and take it out. So, so families had resources. So we were serving as a center for that also. And I think that's our circle is like, we want to be the center for resources and how many different kinds of teachers there are, how many different specialties people have and sharing that specialty so that it helps someone else. It's not a ownership of this is our teacher circle because the three of us created it. It's a circle for a reason. Everyone connects. We hold hands. We, you know, we're a globe, Mm -hmm. global perspective of learners. And that, again, is a circular shape, not. And I think as American teachers, um, it's really important. This is a global community. So, again, anyone listening to this is not just an American teacher community. This is a global teacher community. And I think we can learn a lot from other perspectives from teachers in other countries. And it allows you also to be, I think from all perspectives, there's humility in that because we often, and I'm just talking about the American perspective. We often get <laughs> stuck in our American you know, perspective of like, it's just happening here, or we are just going through this dire situation. Okay, so the pandemic was global. (laughs) That affected everybody. And I think one way we can connect as a global community is we all collectively went through the same thing. And I have interviewed teachers on on this podcast from different countries. And when I talk about the pandemic, sure, some things are different. Maybe lockdowns were longer, 
protocol was a little different. Uh, but for the most part, having to pivot and learn all this technology, trying to get Wi-Fi to all your students and getting devices to all your students, that is universal. And what yes. a beautiful thing to come together in a global community and be like, wow, recognize we all went through this same experience. And so we can really connect with one another and support each other. And I love that, that it's not just within our country. And just because we're American teachers, you know, you, we may have some more of like an American, you know, perspective there, depending on who's, how it grows and, you know, who joins, but there are already a lot of international teachers within the group as we speak now. I think that's a beautiful thing. I think it's a beautiful thing to be open to learning from each other. And that's a, that's a perspective shift is I went to school. I have my degrees. I can hang them on the wall. This is my title. And let me go into the classroom and close my door and leave me alone. (laughs) And for some people that's, you know, that's their comfort zone. And other people are like, can, can we open the door? Can we have a conversation? Can we be bridges? Can we connect? And how can we, because we want to share, we want to support, and that's how it will grow. Um, And and that's how we will feel more energized for us, but also that's how that you bring somebody else in. You bring somebody else in. It's not a closed circle. Circles just keep getting, it's like a bubble. Just, it can just keep Mm -hmm. expanding, expanding, expanding. Before we end here, any final words from either Sally or Hope? about our group or, you know, how you see it growing and moving into the future? Anything else to end here with us? You know, I'm just really excited to be able to meet with so many people. And as you were saying, I actually have been sending a couple of invites to some, uh, another administrator I was speaking with the other day that's going from the United States to another country and going to be an administrator and begin a completely new school. And I think between bringing in the teachers, the administrators, and even people that want to learn about teaching and learn about what we do, that this is going to be a great resource. Absolutely. A great great learning um, opportunity for lots of us, for many of us. Yeah. And I think that's wonderful that you are sharing this with um, other individuals that are now in other roles like administration. I would love to see you know, this is the teacher circle, but we also said that this is about people in education and those who support teachers in education. So having those different perspectives is really going to help this group. And Mm -hmm. anyone listening to this, again, this will all be linked in the show notes. You can share this link to anyone, share the teacher circle link to anyone that you think would benefit being part of this community or just spreading the message because that you know, word of mouth is everything. So that would be great if, uh, you know, other people listening can spread this message about the group. And I think the nice thing about the three of us is we each recognize that we each have different strengths that we're bringing and that we're complementing each other on what we are bringing and sharing it out. And that's the feel that we want to have for the teacher circle. Everybody who is joining has something complimentary that they are an asset for and that they will bring, okay, come, let's listen, let's support, let's hear, and let's come up with solutions or supportive steps to help somebody else, you know, um, with maybe their challenge or open some eyes and say, oh, I could have done it this way, next time I will, and learn from each other. And that's a good thing. It says, so, so you made a mistake. It doesn't have to be called a mistake. We're not here to label. Mm-hmm. We are here to say, this is who we are, We're going to listen to you and let's help you come up with a solution. 
Absolutely. Just like we were talking about in your, uh, when I was interviewing Hope, is that just like a school is an ecosystem, this circle is an ecosystem and all of the voices matter. We created it, but it is every member that is in the community has a voice. And this is, you know, an equal playing field of voices. Like we all have our own perspectives and ideas to share. So I think the more um, our members share, and give ideas and support one another, then it just feels like this really beautiful community. So I am so excited to see it grow. We will have another episode and we're actually gonna do a video as well and put that in the teacher circle community um, when we complete that sometime in the next couple of weeks where we will go in depth about some of our ideas for the teacher circle and also ways that we wanna support um, educators. So look out for that. And thank you so much, Hope and Sally, for being on the teacher story today. And thank you, Hope, for sharing more about your own personal journey in teaching. And Sally, again, her episode was episode six, and that will be linked in the show notes as well. So thank you, both of you. Oh, my pleasure. And great to see you in our Zoom and hear your voices for everybody who will be listening to this as a podcast. And welcome, welcome new people. And thank you for welcoming me. Same thing. I'd like to thank everybody that's going to be joining us and and work with us. I'm looking forward to you. Thank you both. And congratulations again, Sally, for your new role as director and teacher in your new school. And happy birthday, Hope. This has just been really exciting to record this with so many celebrations. And I just am really excited. So we will see each other in the teacher circle. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.